This has been a red hot topic in my high level mastermind right now. And I have to bring it to you guys because it I had this light bulb moment that this is something that so many entrepreneurs, even really successful or far ahead in the game entrepreneurs are facing. And it's this idea of where do I go from here? You know, I've seen some level of success or I've gotten really good at what I do, but I'm being led into something else. What should that transition or evolution or pivot look like? For those that don't know, I run two different masterminds, our Luminary Leadership Incubator for really high-level entrepreneurs who have seen extreme success and are looking to grow into their next level of leadership and impact and possibility and generational wealth. And then we have our Maverick Mastermind, which we launch a few times a year. We're filling it as we speak. And it is for equally amazing entrepreneurs who are looking to scale and grow. They want to get out of a time-for-money model. They want more freedom over just flexibility. Anyway, the conversation has been running rampant in both of these programs, each and every one of them. I'm talking entrepreneurs who have made their first 50000 in a year to the ones who are upwards of multi-millions a year. They all are navigating some kind of evolution or transition, and that's totally normal, and that's how it should be. So today we're going to break down the how behind that. How can you leverage doing this with grace? How can you make a pivot or a change? What does that mean for your audience and your offerings? What if it's a total left turn? How do you navigate that? So we're going to go through that today because I've personally done it multiple times, and you should do it. Entrepreneurship is an evolution because you are a perpetual evolution or you should be and your business, you know, should continue to grow and change. So we're going to get to the show. But if the idea of having the support and the roadmap and the guidance and the accountability and the strategy along with the leadership of how you're going to go into your next level sounds appealing to you and you feel like you've been stalled out or just want to fast track this thing, Make sure you head to our show notes or go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash offers. And you can see there both the Luminary Leadership Incubator and the Maverick Mastermind, which the, the Luminary Leadership Incubator, we don't even take new people for several months and it's already filling up for the next round, along with the Maverick Mastermind, which kicks off right in the new year. Perfect timing to jump in and grow your business with some speed and just a lot of clarity. So head on over there and check those out. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something and you want to be known for it too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. I 
don't think I fully realized how many people are experiencing this same thing within my programs until we had a call recently in my incubator where all of these incredibly successful entrepreneurs are going through some kind of, I don't know what word to use, evolution, I guess. That's what that's what I picture. You know, they're not scrapping the business they have to start something new. They're not starting over. They're not totally pivoting even, but they're evolving. Their business needs to come with them as they evolve. So what does that look like? And some of the concerns that they share in that process are, okay, I'm so spread thin. How am I going to even have the capacity to create these new offerings or bring these new ideas to life? Or how can I even generate the energy or the time to focus on this new transition that I'm stepping into, this new brand, whatever it might be. And then on the flip side, they're thinking about other people saying, okay, does my team have capacity to support this? Or what about my audience? Are they going to be confused? Like if I start talking about something different than what I already talk about, am I too pigeonholed here? Will I have to generate a whole new audience? And there are a lot of stressors around that. But here's my strong opinion. When you're being led to something, when you are being guided in something, to ignore it is such a disservice to your audience and to yourself. You are not going to be able to feel fulfilled and aligned if you're constantly squashing the thing that you are being called to next. We recently went through this within our company. So we've been on the block for about a decade, but the evolution of what we've done over the last 10 years, you wouldn't recognize it as the same business. And it was because I was feeling called to new things. I was learning new things. I was helping new people. And I was just growing and seeing new possibilities. And when I started my business, I was literally hustling as I was working full-time in corporate, running around to the different bars and restaurants in Boston, being like, hey, I can do your marketing for you. I was going to sit at the bar, have a drink with the manager, or if I could, get the owner to talk to me. And I would convince them that I could help them market their business better. And that was what my company started as. I am nowhere even in that realm anymore. I don't even do the same things anymore. So there was a constant growth process. So I know that fear might sit with you right now of how am I going to shift or grow? But in some ways, if you're being led into something new, you should get to a place where where you started is kind of unrecognizable to where you are today. That's okay. You don't have to stay where you are just because it's working, just because it's producing, just because you're competent in it if it doesn't feel right. So I just want to put that disclaimer on it. So the first thing I would say is you want to start with the end in mind. What I mean by that is you want to take some time. Now, we already had an episode on this, and I will link to it in the show notes, all about how to host your own visionary retreat for yourself. And in that episode, we talk about taking a few days out of the grind, out of the crazy to really dedicate to looking forward in your business, looking into the future vision of where you're going and what you want it to look like. And then you can work backwards into the granular of the day to day of how you're going to bring that to life. Well, this is a perfect place to do that if you're feeling that urge of like, man, there's there's something more. I've got to shift a little bit or I'm being called to have this new offer. So I'll give you an example. I have an incredible client. And she's an absolute rock star in the PR space. And right now, she is serving really high high spotlight celebrity clients. And there's a piece of her 
that's feeling called to pivot a little bit. You know, we're working on scaling her business so she's not so time for money, although she's very successful in what she does. And she's just thinking, man, how can I take these skills that I have and either serve a different audience that I want to serve or get into the education space or shift a bit into something where I'm feeling more guided. Now, it's not like she's saying, I'm going to close up shop on everything PR and go teach people how to knit a quilt. She's not going into a totally different sphere. Now, that is something that you could do. And we can talk about that too on another episode. But today I'm talking about just the growth process and changing. So with that, she would be serving a different audience, which means her current audience isn't exactly who she'd be speaking to in this future vision. And her offerings would not be exactly the same. But it doesn't mean tomorrow she scraps the offers she has that are bringing in seven figures to just create these new digital products. It means there is a buffer period of her making that transition. And a visionary retreat experience would allow you to do something like that where you can sit down and get away from the, the weeds of your business and the fires you constantly have to put out and your team demanding things of you and your clients asking for things and just focus on where you want to go, where you feel guided to go. If it feels too heavy to just start that process, then I recommend this so strongly. So episode 32 of the Luminary Leadership Podcast, we did a deep dive into the how of hosting your own visionary retreat experience for this exact purpose. So head on over to episode 32 after this episode, and it'll give you a a blueprint on how to do this. The next thing I want to talk you guys through is what could come up or what you should look out for potential roadblocks or hurdles that you might face in this process, which I personally experienced. So I told you guys where I got my start, just pitching myself to these bars and restaurants, because that's probably where I was hanging out back at that point when I was 21 years old. So my business is so different, but there were many iterations and development of that business over the last 10 years. And just in recent past, I had a totally different podcast scaling up podcast. We were doing incredibly well. Our numbers were awesome. We we had amazing guests and we were gaining a lot of traction. And when it comes to my business, I was more personally branded and I had offerings under that umbrella of my personal brand where I was mentoring, similar to what I do now, mentoring entrepreneurs on how to scale and grow for more freedom of time and possibility and more income and impact and all of those amazing things that we all desire and want. But there was a nagging on my heart that was leading me to step more fully into the leadership side of helping people scale and grow. Because what I found was I could give people the strategy all day. I could help them grow and scale their business and make way more money. The proof was in the pudding. My clients were experiencing that. My mastermind members were experiencing that. But what I found was where I really was able to take them to the top was when I helped them break through in leadership as we scaled their business. We had to scale them at the same time we were scaling their businesses. So my heart for a couple years was being pulled towards leadership and my mind kept telling me, you can't do that. People aren't gonna pay you for that. They wanna pay you because they wanna make more money and you can help them make more money in the business strategy space. So just stay in your sweet spot, Liz. Do what you do best and just keep going. And my business was humming. We hit record levels financially. We were bringing in more clients than we could 
take on in both mastermind and one-on-one. We were getting opportunities and doors were opening, but there was something in me that felt like I knew there was something more and different that I should be doing. And I was afraid to make that pivot because would it confuse my audience? Would it confuse my team? Would it confuse me? Would I be spread way too thin? And when I finally stopped fighting against it and leaned into it, I realized how much it really was for me and I had to figure out how to make it work. But when you are stepping into a new level for yourself, when you are going where you're being guided, new level, new devil, baby, expect those insecurities to show up. Holy smokes, it had been a while since I had felt this way. I had already seen success. I had already gotten published. I had already gotten the stages and these opportunities. But stepping into this new arena and working with more of my peers than the people who might be a few steps behind me in business and trying to own this leadership space in the way that I'm doing it, I can't even begin to tell you how many broken down fetal position moments I've had in the last two years of this transition. But it was a gift. It was a gift because when those things bubble up and you actually address them, you don't just bury them and you focus on where they're coming from and then you work your way through them and you heal from those insecurities and those emotions and those voices in your head that tell you you're not good enough or you're not ready for that next level or you can't make it happen or you don't have the capacity or someone will think this or so-and-so won't like it, you develop into your next level of leadership. You are being molded and crafted into the person you actually need to be to do the thing you want to do. So when you're an expert in your current field, but you're breaking into something new, that's going to squeeze you and it's going to challenge you. I had to know, all right, don't launch a leadership company if you don't want to be tested in leadership. We had so many tangible leadership challenges that we faced as a team as soon as I made that commitment to step into leadership. I think sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm going where I'm being guided. I'm going where I'm being led. It's going to feel easy and natural. Yeah, sure. In terms of being in alignment with what you're doing, but in terms of what's required of you to get there? Hell no, it's not. Why should you expect something that so few people are willing to do? Step into where they're actually being led and doing the work required of them to make the thing happen. Why would you expect that to be easy? I don't know why I thought that, but I did for a minute and I was quickly kicked in the gut back to reality and realized, wow, whatever you are breaking into will mold you into who you need to become. It is not just about launching a new course or a new offer. This is about the evolution of you. New level, new devil. If you can anticipate the fact that there will be emotion, there will be struggle, there will be doubts, to me, that's a finger on the pulse telling me, okay, I'm on the right track. This is hard. I'm on the right track. When it feels too easy, are you really challenging yourself? Are you really pushing for what's next? In that same vein, stop waiting or hoping for approval. It's natural for your current people, right? Your client, your team, whomever, not to understand. Everyone's going to have an expectation on you as to how they think you should move forward or how you should stay put. Stay in your lane. Do this thing because you're already good at it. Just keep doing it or it's convenient to me. I like your services, so don't don't pull that out from under me. But their plans for you are within their own understanding, not including your vision outside of what they can see. 
When you do that visionary exercise, you are literally going to have, you're going to be privy to a vision that nobody else can see. Only you. So it is only natural that when you make that choice to make that transition, to evolve, to pivot, whatever it is for you, that nobody else will get it because they can't see what you see. You have to have faith and belief in that vision that you have and have the courage to go after it without the validation from anybody else. The world could not imagine a four-minute mile until Roger Bannister broke that record. It was impossible. It couldn't be done. No human being on planet Earth could run or break a four-minute mile. It just wasn't done. But Roger Bannister had a vision of that possibility. And everybody thought he was nuts because doctors were even coming out saying, oh, it's not humanly possible. The human body isn't capable of doing that. So people believed that as truth, except Roger, because he saw something different. They couldn't see what he saw. So he did it and he broke the four minute mile. And guess what? Right after he did it, 15 more runners did it within the next year's time. And in the last about century of time since he did it, thousands of people have broken that four-minute mile. You have to cast that vision and you have to believe in that vision. Your clients might not like how you choose to do things going forward because they like how it's been. Your team might not get it either yet. They might see you as evolving and leaving them behind or your family might see it that way. You need to communicate and lead your way through this, not to explain or justify, but to show people what's possible. That's leadership. It's not a popularity contest. It's leadership. So do not sit back hoping that you please every single person in this evolutionary process. You will not. It's impossible. And guess what? If you stay put, you might be making some people temporarily more comfortable at the sacrifice and at the expense of who you're actually meant to be. That's not worth that cost. This next piece is for people like me who are types three, type three on the Enneagram. I want to do it yesterday. Once your mind is made up, it's on, baby. Those kind of people. My suggestion is in that visionary experience, roll it out. It doesn't have to be a cold turkey, cut it off today, start something new tomorrow. Get rid of all my offerings today, develop new offerings for tomorrow. It can be that if you have the financial means and you're not putting yourself or your family at risk, but it doesn't have to be. Now, I will admit, I struggle with this. Once my mind is on something new and I've committed to that mentally, I find it very challenging to honor the previous versions of me or those things that I was doing because I want to go full bore on the new thing. And I have built in the cushion and the infrastructure to give myself the space to do that. And I do recommend over time you doing the same thing, having the team, having the scalable offers. So you have that space to create the new stuff. However, patience is a leadership virtue. So you can map it out, plan for it. Look at, okay, this isn't happening tomorrow. We're going into the development process. By this date, this will be created. By this date, this piece of my current business will be dissolved. We went through this with my one-on-one coaching. I had been doing one-on-one coaching for nine years. And 
I knew my heart was being guided somewhere else. I knew my impact could be greater and I could serve people in a deeper way outside of one-on-one. But it was really scary to shut that down because it was so lucrative and it was something that my clients wanted. They were seeking it out. They were willing to pay for it. But I knew that wasn't the direction I was going in. So I didn't just decide tomorrow I'm shutting it down and I'm abandoning the clients I have. I stopped taking on new clients first. Then I looked at the length of the contracts of the people I had and I projected out six months and said, okay, when this final contract ends six months from now, I will dissolve it. And I slowly had people kind of rolling off my schedule. So this doesn't have to be such a stark contrast. It can be something that's done over time. And even if that's something that pivot, that evolution is a rebrand or, you know, for me, it was going from a personal brand to a company. We went from just kind of being branded under my name into the Luminary Leadership Company because I knew the company, the business, I wanted it to evolve where it wasn't about me anymore. And we could bring other people into it and we could sell it at some point if we wanted to, or we could bring our kids into it and they could take it over. And that was all a part of my future vision. So I recommend that for you too. Once you decide on that timeline and what it looks like, my suggestion is start dipping your toes into talking about it. Speaking on the topics that start to shift you more to be known for this new thing that you're doing or this new topic that you want to focus on or the topic that's going to tee up that new offer that you have coming down the pike. So when you're speaking on podcasts or when you're pitching yourself to be published or your content on social media, start to have it make that turn with you, right? Maybe half of your content becomes about this new stuff that you're doing. Or this new direction you're going. Shalene Johnson does this really well, where you always can get a taste ahead of time when she's going to be launching something new on a new topic she hasn't done, when all her reels and her content start talking about it. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. She's talking about ADHD a lot. Uh, I wonder why she's talking about that. And then she launches a journal or a planner for people who have ADHD. So that's kind of what you want to start to become known at least in some capacity for this new thing. So you market for where you're going, not for where you've been. It's more comfortable for you to stay in your sweet spot. It's more comfortable for you to talk about the things you've always talked about. You might get more traction because you are speaking to the current audience you have. But if you want to bring in the new audience that's going where you're going, be willing to make that shift. You'll hear me give this analogy a lot because it came to me one, (laughs) one night, literally in the middle of the night, and it made so much sense to me. I think a lot of us want to do things like a jet plane. We just want to hit the gas, go, take off, hit altitude. But really the proper process and evolution of entrepreneurship and of the entrepreneur, of the leader, is more like a hot air balloon. A jet plane is going to get you from point A to point B really, really fast, and you're not even going to really see the process in getting there. Whereas a hot air balloon, it intentionally goes up at times, but it also intentionally comes down at times, and you enjoy the view the whole time. So you make it more in alignment with how you want to live each day and how you want your life to look and who you want to be impacting, even if it means coming down a little bit on purpose. When we dissolved our one-on-one, we knew profitability was going to come down temporarily because that was bringing in a significant amount of money. So when we intentionally dipped downward, we knew there would be this time period where we were planning to come downward, but we were also creating the space to ultimately go even higher next time. So the other thing you have to think about is as you look into the future and you picture that vision, think about what gaps do I need to fill? 
right? Will I need new team members at some point? I don't have to hire them today, but do I need them at some point to start to execute on this new vision? Do I need to develop new skills? I have another client who's shifting from being in the one-on-one coaching space into speaking. So she's really honing and developing that speaking skill she has. So think about the skills that you might want to develop. There could be gaps that you might need to fill in that future vision. Maybe it's a year out, maybe it's two years out, but start to think about the things that you're either going to learn, study, implement, bring onto the team to help you develop and transition and pivot. Maybe your pivot is something really small, right? You're going from one digital offer to just a different topic digital offer. It's not like you're uprooting everything and probably you will notice more than your clientele. But for some people, that evolution is a little bit bigger or a little bit more substantial. Like the example I gave of my client who was going from serving celebrity clients in PR to shifting to more educational space. So you have to just assess how much of that gap filling you might need to do in the process. Another critical piece, market research. You might be led to something and called into something new, a different topic, a a different level of exploration of what you're focused on right now. However, don't develop the new things just in your head alone. Get into the heads of your future ideal clients. Are they current clients you already have? Are you going to need a whole new clientele? That could be a big piece of this puzzle too. Maybe the people you serve today aren't going to be buying the future offerings you might have or want to be a part of the future version of the company you have. Maybe they will. Maybe it translates and you're just shifting a little bit, but you need to think about that. And then I highly recommend a focus group. Just invite some of those people that you see as ideal clients for where you're going and just ask them questions. What do you struggle with? What do you desire in terms of whatever it is you're going to be developing? And start testing content because you'll start to get a sense of, one, does my current audience resonate with this or do I need to start to attract the new audience? Or this is really falling flat on both. Maybe I need to evolve my messaging a little bit better. And finally, in this process, my other recommendation is serve now, sell later. Build in some kind of runway where you're really delivering this content and serving well for either your current audience or your new audience based on this new topic of conversation. That's what I'm I'm just putting it loosely. It might be a new offering. It might be a new business. It might be a totally new business. Like, although we brought many of our offerings and our clients with us into the Luminary Leadership Company, we also did launch a new company with a new message and a new promise and a new a new way for people to work with us. So during that process, we spent a good eight months of just nurturing, of just serving, getting them connected to this new mission and testing and market research and filling in those gaps and evolving myself to be the person that I needed to be in order to lead this new company. So serve now, sell later. And it doesn't have to be a lot later. You don't want to go so long where they get used to you just doing things for free. But my point is, don't just, I think a lot of people will say, oh, I sell a course on how to teach people how to grow their business on Instagram. I'm just going to now sell a different digital course in a totally different ballpark. Don't just launch a new course. Don't just sell something new and throw it at the wall. It's a waste of money and time. Instead, nurture and grow and guide your people there, shepherd them there so that they're ready for whatever's coming with you. It'll be a bigger impact to your business and the direction you're going. 
Leave room for this evolution, guys. This is so important. Everybody is so damn busy. Everybody has so much on their plate. Everybody feels spread thin, but it's the people who build in the margin and the space to create and picture beyond where they are today and for where they're going and plan for that are the ones that are going to be the world changers. They're the ones we're going to know their name. They're the ones that are going to be honored and respected. And more importantly, the ones that are going to feel totally in alignment with their missions and the work that they're doing. They're going to show up more boldly, both for the world their clients, but also for their families and the people that they impact even outside of their business, including themselves. So leave room for that evolution. Please share this episode. Please, please, please. I think this is a common cancer among entrepreneurs of not thinking about how this transition could look, how this evolution could be. So please share it. Let's enlighten the world of how what's possible and how they can do it. And when you take your visionary experience, take a picture tag me at Eliz Hartke. I love seeing this. Please send us your feedback. Send us who you want to hear on the show. Connect us with the right people. We're here to serve you and we're so excited to continue this mission and this movement with you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our luminary of the week drawing, then comment, save and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.